0: I think you have to be the most version of yourself that you can possibly be. You're going to get feedback. You're going to get kickback. You're going to get uncomfortable feelings from everybody around you, but just try to do a little bit better than you did last time. You're going to feel like I want you to be the best you
1: for you, not because I think you should and, and... I think that I value people for who they want to be more than for who I think they
0: should be. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs.
1: We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest. To help you level up your
0: life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University.
2: How can I explain to my family and friends why I'm saying no to a certain thing without feeling guilty about it? Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know that you... I don't really know that you won't feel guilty.
2: Uh this is my
0: new frame. The mission has to be bigger than everything else. When you so when you send them your truth, I think it just has to be like, look, this is important to me or this is a necessity because I don't think people understand how important goals are to certain people. I really really believe that if If they knew how much it truly, truly meant to you, they might sing a different tune. And I think the root cause of this is usually we wait until there's too much necessity to tell the truth. And that might sound counterintuitive, but imagine this, when you're backed in a corner and the people around you don't know any layers of the truth, you have to give all of it of, Hey, you know, I don't even really like drinking. And I have a business, and if I don't get more clients, I'm going to be in trouble, and if I'm hung over tomorrow, I can't record, versus somebody understanding that you're a podcaster who doesn't like drinking, and you might not get invited in the first place. I think that you have to start giving layers of the truth. And in this point, I mean, you got to give it all, and you might be guilty, honestly. You might feel guilty, but... Would you feel more guilty not doing your thing is my question. And then to anybody else out there who's not dealing with this level of necessity, you got to start leaving breadcrumbs because if you don't, you're going to have to give all the truth at once. People have to know you for who you truly are. And I think oftentimes the only time they do is when you're backed into a corner. And that's a difficult time to tell the truth.
1: The best advice that I have, and I, I second everything Kevin just said, the best advice that I have for this, and this is what I've done, uh, I send an audio message. So on my iPhone, there's a voice memo app. There's a voice memo map on everyone's iPhone. Um, and I don't know what it is for Android, but you can just vulnerably verbally process through your truth and you can open it with that. This is what I do. I, I open the audio message and I say, listen, I am going to be vulnerable and honest and I'm just going to verbally process. So whatever comes out, this is the best I know how to communicate it. I hope that whatever lands I hope that we can come to an understanding at least. And like I said, there are three people that are very important to me that I care deeply about that I genuinely think about every single day who I'm not going to be going to their weddings. Okay? These are people that I love dearly. And I know that sounds crazy, but here's what I verbally process. This is an example. Kevin and I do a podcast episode every single day for 950 episodes. We have done a weekly live podcast every week for 106 weeks. We do a monthly meetup every single month. I do book club every Saturday for now 57 weeks straight. I have 25 clients. We have a 16-person global team. I've just surpassed my 1200th coaching call. I've surpassed my 250th speech. I've surpassed my 950th team huddle or 980, something like that. Team huddle, meaning like a meeting with the team, with the department heads of the team. And over 488 masterminds. And over 17 events that we've either attended, co-hosted, or hosted. And we also do a live in-person event every six months. It was going to be every quarter, but we're going to do every six months, uh, for now. And we do a retreat every year. We have 25 departments in our business. I love you. I care about you. I cannot come to Florida for your wedding. I cannot come to California for your wedding. I'm sorry. It's not aligned for me. And I hope that, you know, it's not because I don't value you or our friendship. The truth of the matter is, is that I'm having trouble keeping up with all of that. And I hope that you understand how hard it might be to keep up with all of that. And if you don't, I understand that too. And that's the end of the audio. That's just one example of what I've sent because I don't think anyone knows. How could they know, right? They couldn't possibly know. And that's okay. And I'm starting to really come around on this because I think that I'm someone who's always dealt with quite a bit of lash out by people who maybe don't have as big of goals. I've I've always been an achiever, Uh, All these awards and stuff or whatever behind me I don't know how to explain it to non-achievers. I I have to maximize my potential and I know that not everyone's like that. I get it, but That's who I am and i'm unfulfilled when i'm not doing that So this is who i'm supposed to be whether you call it a spiritual calling or you call it fulfillment or you call it You know my nature, whatever you want to call it. This is who I am and what I do. And I'm not fulfilled when I'm not doing this. So I I hope, you know, I love you. And I hope you understand that I'm not going to be able to operate like most of your other friends do. And I hope that's okay.
2: How can I encourage people in my life to be as open and vulnerable with me as I was with you, Alan? Mm. (laughs) Wow.
0: No, Kevin in there, huh? I'll just take (laughs) off.
2: Uh, Sorry, Kev. No, Sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. Um, <laughs> I would say lead by
1: example. Lead by example. Uh, and then what you can do, and this is something that I've never been able to share before. um And I know I'm saying that, but I remember saying this. I was on a walk with an ex girlfriend, and I remember saying she was talking about how, so in one of my past relationships, Uh, I was with this person for five years and she was always really jealous is not the right word because it wasn't a negative thing. She always loved she like wished she had as many friends as I did. I had so many high school friends and so many college friends and so many corporate friends. And I had I had a big group of people around me that that really we had a lot of nostalgia. We grew up together. Right. And she really wanted that in her life. And I said, you want to know the cheat code? You want to know why people like to be around me? I value them for who they want to be. Not for who I want them to be. And I used to think that was common. I don't anymore. If you spend time with me behind the scenes, I promise you, you're going to feel like I want you to be the best you for you, not because I think you should. And, and I think that I value people for who they want to be more than for who I think they should be and i'm going to celebrate them one of my friends uh in the gym he's unbelievable so uh, shout out to nick i'll just use first name he is killing it in the gym to such a drastic extent the dude looks so goddamn good and last time i ran into him i was just like dude like you are awesome like i know none of our other friends like give you this you are awesome I just feel that way about, he inspires the hell out of me. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he told me his pre-workout, his BCAs, like the different, we were talking about different workouts and he's just on fire. I just celebrate people. I just celebrate people. And I think, Amy, to answer your original question, when you help someone feel valued for who they are, who they really are, not who they pretend to be, it's just a rare thing. And they they feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with you because they know that you want to know who they really are and that you value
0: who they really are. Powerful. Next question, Amy. I, well, I can't really. I I can add value. This is what I would say. Show people your struggles. I think it's easy to be vulnerable with somebody who's been vulnerable. I got that feedback on a call this weekend. The the, the person said, uh, "I'm willing to to send you a video." I'm afraid to post on social media, but I'm willing to send you a video because you showed your first podcast episode and you've been vulnerable about your fears and I trust that you won't judge me. So like Alan said, lead by example. It's easy to be vulnerable with somebody who is vulnerable. It's easy to be brave with somebody who is brave. It's easy to be ego driven with somebody who's ego driven. I think it rubs off. Lead by example.
3: Hi, my name's John Larito, and I just wanted to uh, give a big shout out to Kevin Palmieri. I had uh, reached out to him. He had been referred to me when I had shared with a friend of mine some interest in uh, doing a podcast, and he said, you've got to use Kevin. He's fantastic. He's the best around. He'll get you started and off the ground and and, uh, soaring high in no time. And take it from somebody who knows nothing about podcasting, other than maybe saying a few things, but as far as behind the scenes, the startup everything, I knew nothing. Uh, Kevin was phenomenal in terms of leading me through the whole process and not just easy to work with, but really, really knows his stuff. A great combination between leading me through all the stuff I had no idea what I was doing, but also really listening to me and understanding what it was I was trying to accomplish And what my vision is so whether you're looking for somebody to to help you and get you started or somebody as i've done where i'm putting it entirely in his hands because i've got total trust and confidence in him and he is a true pro and easy to work with any of those ends of the spectrum you're gonna have a lot of success and a lot of fun working with kevin trust me thanks
2: when i grow and go back into old places with people who knew a different version of me how do I stay in alignment with my current self instead of reverting?
1: Yeah, you've got to deal with the discomfort. There's a there's a dissonance that happens because everyone... It triggers fear responses. So uh, whenever you think you know someone and then they show you a part of them that you didn't know, it triggers a a fear response based on, do I belong here? There's so much great science out there about belonging and our need to belong from a neuroscientific perspective. So for example, let's say, let's say, uh, I don't know, something crazy. Like randomly Kevin just started smoking cigarettes randomly. Uh, he didn't and he doesn't, but let's say he did. He just showed up on the podcast, started lighting up cigarettes. I would freak out a little bit inside because it's like, well, can we be friends still? Like what's going on here? That's That's obviously not personal development, right? And nothing against anyone who smokes, but it's not something that I normally see as associated with Kevin. So when you show someone a new version of yourself, they have to reacclimate to their old understanding of you with their new understanding of you. And I went from a 160 pound skinny fat guy who was an ectomorph, who's tall and lanky to a 220 pound bodybuilder who in, in a six month period, and I was talking to Amelia about this last night. We were grocery shopping, and I said it was a drastic difference in the way people treat me. Drastic difference, because I went from a very, very small, not intimidating physique to like a very large, some would argue too large, um, six foot two, two hundred twenty pound physique, and it changed the way people perceive me. And it was very uncomfortable for people to. See me, I think part of them like didn't want to make fun of me for getting fat I think the other part was just like who is this guy like you don't drink anymore Now you're a bodybuilder and a fitness coach and and now you're gonna be a fitness competitor And now you work out every day when before you were a smart engineer guy like what's going on here I think i've always kind of broken people's paradigms and I I think that's what you're doing You're breaking their existing paradigm and that's uncomfortable Because they have this view of who you used to be And not who that you are now you have to sit in that discomfort because it's going to be there. It's just going to be there.
0: I would second that. I think Alan's probably dealt with this more than I over the years because I've I've always had a pretty small circle. The The piece I would add is change the environment. If, if you hang out with a bunch of people who, I won't say smoke cigarettes, but like drink. Alan, I know that's something you struggled with. If you don't go, what do you usually do? Oh, we usually go out to this place we hang out and then I end up getting a drink, even though I don't want to eliminate that. Eliminate the opportunity for you to, to revert in certain scenarios. That would be one thing. And then Alan and I were talking about this today. I think that, and again, this is a fine line, but I think you have to gently be yourself. I think you have to be the most version of yourself that you can possibly be. You're gonna get feedback, you're gonna get kickback, you're gonna get uh uncomfortable feelings from everybody around you, but just try to do a little bit better than you did last time and then a little bit better than you did last time. And then I think that if you start doing that and you start saying no at the right times and the right places, people will, like Alan mentioned, they'll start to realize that's your new identity. But I would eliminate environments where you feel out of control. If you can, if Alan and I are spending time with somebody who we haven't seen in a long time and we say, hey, let's meet up at the gym there's only so many things that can go on at the gym. So changing that environment, I think, helps. And again, that might be a, an example that most people won't use. But I would say change and control the environment as, as much as you can because I think that can solve a lot of problems.
2: If you were to look back at the relationships you had at the start of your growth journey till now, what constant do you identify that you project will remain as you continue to grow?
0: Mm. You want to go first, Kevin. Um, you got. You'll go first because lightning round. Uh, oh yeah, lightning round.
1: Um, being misunderstood. Um, being misunderstood because the depths of who you are is so much deeper than what others can perceive from the surface, and that's just as as we and we said this earlier. It's interesting. Uh, if you want to get to the next level, you first have to go deeper to a deeper level. You have to live from a deeper level of self-awareness before you'll get to the next level. I used to think like I didn't know enough. I used to think, oh, like learn more about business. It, it was more my growth needed to be inward. My growth was self-awareness. My growth was learning about who I really am, learning about my relationships and how who I was being with each one of them. You know, I think that vulnerability and self-awareness were were what I needed most. And I was always pretty good at understanding how the economy worked and business worked and math and all that. So I think that the one through line for me that I do believe will always be the case is I'll be misunderstood to some extent. But I think that I can get better at transcoding. I can get better at communicating. I can get better at showing who I am and what I am I can be, get better at vulnerability I can show people who I am at a deeper level one of the one of the things I wanted to do at next level live was share a story that touches me at the deepest level it's called the teddy story and I'm going to do it at one of my speeches I'm going to have the courage I've just never been able to read this story without crying before and so I think I chickened out a little bit that and we only had 45 minutes and I didn't know how long it would take me to recoup after the the crying but I think that I can just get better at showing who I am, but at the end of the day, fully understanding that only the people closest to me will really fully know the depths of who I am. And so that, that's what I would say to whoever asked that question is, you might be misunderstood forever to some extent, but that's because the depths of you go so deep and that's okay. You know, we all know of Leonardo DiCaprio, but we don't know the depths of his soul Right. Because we, you know, maybe you do if you're friends with them, but I think that's just a par for the course when you grow is, is remembering that not everyone is as growth oriented. Not everyone has big goals and dreams and, and you know, it's, it's understandable that you're understood, misunderstood.
0: Amy, can you hammer the question quick again? Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: No problem. Um, if you were to look back at the relationships you had at the start of your growth journey till now, What constant do you identify that you project will remain as you continue to grow? Mm.
0: I would say this. The closer you get to somebody, the closer you get to the truth. And oftentimes, somebody is brought into your life for one reason, and you end up learning a different lesson. I know that Alan and I have had so many lessons from the relationships that we've had, whether it's intimate, personal, uh, business, mentor, client. So that. When people come into your life, you will learn way more about them as you get to know them, and thus you will get to learn yourself at a deeper level. That is the the through line for me is the people that you meet all serve a different purpose. And sometimes, honestly, oftentimes it's not the purpose you want them to serve, but that doesn't mean that they belong in, in your life the way that you want them to, even though that that can be very challenging. That's what I would say. Next Level Nation. Hey, thanks. As you can see right below AIM, if you leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice by clicking the link below, if you're listening to this in the show notes, if you're watching this live below this post, it will take you to a place where you can leave a review. If you leave a review, screenshot it, send it to Alan, myself, Amy, whether it's email, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, we will put you in a sweepstakes. And at the end of April, we are choosing one person, giving them a $100 Amazon gift card. Could be you, but you got to leave us a review. And at a deeper level, that helps us up our ratings, which helps more people. Because when you buy something on Amazon, you always look at the ratings and the reviews. So podcasters are the same as well.
1: Kevin and I were talking earlier about our ICA, which is our ideal client avatar. Who is it we're trying to help in the world? What are we trying to help them with? And we came to some conclusions. And one of them is people struggle with consistency. We help a lot with that. People struggle with clarity. We help a lot with that. But at the end of the day, I think that we focus a lot on achievement. How to achieve more in your wealth goals. How to achieve more in your relationship. How to achieve more in your health goals. How to be more successful. We don't call it success. But that's really what it is at the end of the day. It's achieving more. So we created a monthly meetup on May 5th. 2022 and we do these every single month it's on how to manifest your dream life we have an equation we have an actual mathematical equation called the manifestation equation and it's eight steps and they're fairly simple but it's intense and it really is the way to manifest your dream life it's what we've done it's how we took what we were dreaming about and made it real It's how we took the lifestyle we wanted and made it real. And it's an equation and it's an amazing digital asset. So come to that monthly meetup and we're going to take you a lot deeper down each of those eight steps and how to really manifest your dream life as well. If you're sitting there like, honestly, I'm not thrilled about my career. I'm at a job I don't really like. I'm not that thrilled about my relationship. Maybe you're not unhappy, but maybe you're not also unhappy enough to do anything about it. That's called stuck. Maybe you're stuck. Kevin and I have been there before. For sure. We want to help you get unstuck. And how to manifest your dream life in this equation will definitely do that.
0: (laughs) Boom. Next Level Nation. And honestly, that's something we do behind the scenes. So it's totally- What are you guys like, laughing at? <laughs> it's just, just a couple of, couple of minor Jeffings there in the promo. Amy, Amy got me laughing. What are you going to do? Be, it's behind the scenes. You don't have to have your camera on. You're going to learn a bunch. And it doesn't get repurposed. So it's not like we're going to put your face all over YouTube or anything like that. So Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. Appreciate you. Grateful. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have family. Talk to you soon. Bye.